This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Books in East Asian Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm Li Pingchen, your host for today's show. Today, we will be talking to Dr. Wu Jialong and Dr. Fan Mingru about their new book. This book is Taiwan Literature in the 21st Century, a Critical Reader. This book was published by Springer in 2023. This book is an anthology of research co-edited by Dr. Wu Jialong and Professor Fan Mingru. This collection of original essays integrates and expands research on Taiwan literature because it includes both established and young scholars. It not only engages with the evolving trends of literary Taiwan, but also promotes the translocal consciousness and cultural diversity of the island state and beyond. Focusing on the new directions and trends of Taiwan literature, this edited book fits into Taiwan studies, Sinophone studies, and Asian studies. All right, so this is a brief description about the book, and now let's hear it from the author. Welcome to the show, Dr. Wu and Dr. Fan. Hello. Hi. Hi, Li Ping. All right, so now uh, before we uh, focus on the book itself, we want to know a little bit about you, both editors. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your research interest, publication, or anything you would like our audience to now? Uh, I think I'll just go ahead and start. Um, well, um, hi, Li Ping. Uh, thanks again for your invitation to the book interview. Uh, my name is Jia Rongwu. Uh, I am currently serving as an associate professor in the Department of Global, Cultural and Language Studies at the University of Canterbury in New Zealand. My research focus is on Taiwan and Sinophone literature through the lens of post-colonialism, eco-criticism, and indigenous study. Uh, In terms of publication, uh, I am the author of Supernatural, Sinophone Taiwan and Beyond, and Remapping the Contested Sinosphere, the Cross-Cultural Landscape and Ethnoscape of Taiwan. My recent articles can be found in journals like um, British Journal of Chinese Studies, uh, Journal of Chinese Cinemas, uh, American Journal of Chinese Studies, and the Taiwan Lit. Uh, thank you. Hi, Li Ping, uh, everyone. Uh, this is this is Fan Mingru. Uh, I teach at the Graduate Institutes of Taiwan 
this literature, uh, National Zhengzhou University in Taiwan. And my specialty is Taiwanese women's literature, East Asian women's literature, contemporary Sinophone novel, feminist theory, and spatial theory. Uh, my publication include spatial textual politics, literary geographic, and chronological search of Taiwanese women's literature, uh, extra. Okay. All right. So thank you both for introducing yourself and especially your research interests as well. And uh, special mention, uh, if you are interested in uh, Jarong's uh, book that is remapping the contested Sinosphere, the cross-cultural landscape and ethnoscape of Taiwan, we actually have another episode for you. Uh, in the New Books Network. So this was back in 2021 in the November episode where I interviewed Zhao Long about this book. Again, this is back in 2021. And November, we have another episode about remapping the contested sinosphere on the New Books Network. So uh, with that, and again, welcome both of you great scholars, such an honor to have both of you to talk about this great book. Um, so how did you start this book project? And what's the uh, process of making this project look like? Um, uh, well, um, after I published my second monograph in 2020, I was hoping to extend the scope of my research and step out of my comfort zone by producing an edited volume on Taiwan literature. Uh, is never an easy task uh, to edit a book. Uh, so I decided to reach out to Professor Fan, uh, who is an expert in the field. Uh, her books like Wen Xue Di Li, Literary Geography, and Kong Jian Wen Ben Zheng Zhe, as she just mentioned, um, uh, have been great sources of inspiration uh, to me. Uh, Professor Fan has been very supportive, and she even wrote a blurb uh, for my first book. Uh, I was so excited that Professor Fan accepted my invitation to co-edit uh, the anthology. Uh, if I remember it correctly, uh, Professor Fan and I started discussing this book project uh, back in early 2021. We shared the same goal in exploring the evolving trends of literary Taiwan and expanding the current scholarship uh, in Taiwan's literary criticism in the 21st century. Uh, maybe Professor Fan can give you more information about our preparation for the edited volume. Thank you. Well, thanks, Jaron. You are so you are so nice. Um, contemporary Taiwanese literature uh, is a field that I had cared and studied for a long time. I have been introducing a new book to general reader in Taiwan through a book review. I hope that a foreign reader can also get to know more Taiwanese writer and work, because Taiwan is not only an island which uh, produces chips. And I think literature is the best way to understand Taiwan people, culture, and social history in depth. So when Professor Wu uh, suggests to me uh, his editing concept of this book, I, imme I immediately agree because I think it's, uh, it was very meaningful and urgent. As we mentioned in the book chapter, most English readers' understanding of Taiwanese writer was before uh, the 1990s. But we all know, uh, after the 1990s, Taiwan had undergone tremendous change. The younger writer had also continued to grow. 
the theme and the form of literature are very different from the old time. So uh, Professor Wu and I uh, quickly decide uh, we should focus on the writer of the 21st century. And you may notice that uh, in this book, we not only want to negotiate the boundary of Taiwanese literature, we also hope to bring up a dialogue among scholars of this field from different countries and with different academic approach. So we really appreciate uh, the contributor from various continents uh, to join us. Thank you. Thank you both of you for great work for uh, editing the book and also gathering this uh, stellar uh, uh, collection of essays and also authors. And I definitely agree with both of you, especially in terms of the presence of Taiwan in the international uh, space that uh, especially most recently, we see more about Taiwan in terms of the geopolitical landscape and also technology or microchips, those uh, dimension. But especially with the publication of this book, definitely I agree with you in terms of highlighting and promoting the literature and cultural production from Taiwan and beyond. So this interregional connections as well. So uh, with that, and especially we mentioned about this 21st century particularly, so uh, I would like to uh, know more about the social uh, historical context about this time. And then so we can help the audience better understand uh, the book and also our following conversations. Um, okay, I think I would just piggyback <laughs> on uh, 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 Professor Fan's previous comment. Uh, well, in my view, it is important to take into consideration the historical, uh, social, political, and cultural context of Taiwan uh, while editing a book on Taiwan literature like this one. Uh, although we put emphasis on Taiwan's literary trend uh, and production uh, in 21st century, it is impossible to exclude a substantial discussion of the symbolic transition uh, from modern to contemporary periods. Uh, in the last three decades of the 20th century, uh, Taiwan entered a completely new era. Uh, well, thanks to the rapid industrialization uh, and the lifting of the martial law uh, in 1987, uh, Taiwan was even listed as one of the four Asian dragons, Yazhou, Sixiaolong, uh, together with Singapore, uh, Hong Kong, and South Korea. Taiwan's social and economic change was also accompanied by the constant confrontation um, between uh, the KMT government and the localist parties like DPP in the political realm. Uh, obviously, the lifting of the martial law that uh, lasted nearly 40 years paved the way to the further liberation and the democratization in Taiwan. For the first time in modern Taiwan, people are allowed to form political parties and operate uh, independent media like a newspaper, radio, and television beyond the state surveillance and the censorship. Uh, the floor is finally open. Uh, Taiwan has been observing a cross-cultural phenomena since then. Uh, Chinese heritage, uh, post-colonial legacy, and Western influences are all uh, notable topics in Taiwan literature. In post-martial law Taiwan, uh, Taiwanese writers present a, so, uh, a, a very complex account of literary production in opposition to the authoritarian regime. 
through mockery and deconstruction, they have created new ways of storytelling. Uh, experimental and postmodern are both common narratives in use. Uh, under this circumstance, Taiwanese writers have also started to rethink uh, their cultural identities and develop different interests in historical trauma, uh, social divide, political ambitions, and multi-ethnic contact and compromise. According to uh, David Wei Wang, uh, it is not unlike a profound state of heteroglossia. Uh, traditionally, intellectuals would focus on the debate uh, between modernism and nativism uh, with the inclusion of indigenous voices in Taiwan literature. We are all familiar with such names of Bai Xianyong, uh, Wang Wenxing, uh, Huang Chunming, uh, and uh, Wang Zhenghe. Uh, in the 21st century, uh, Taiwan continues to face uh, challenges from the state power across the Taiwan Strait. Uh, it is why the ideological battle between men in China and Taiwan remains an essential topic in Taiwan literature. Still, um, Taiwan literature has entered a new phase uh, in which Taiwanese writers explore the complexity of Taiwanese subjectivity and identity uh, in dialogue with foreign powers and the cultural practices beyond uh, the one-dimensional China or Chinese dream. In face of political uncertainty and globalization, Taiwan's writers help facilitate readers' understanding of the island's past and present and, um, and imagine a future in which Taiwan tackles and embraces uh, a variety of discourses in a translocal light. Uh, it is one of the major concerns from our edited book. Thank you. All right, and then especially uh, thinking about this formation and transformation of Taiwan as well from the uh, modern to the contemporary era. And as you mentioned, this uh, Taiwan history, but also cultural production has this diverse dimension, has the Chinese heritage, colonial legacy, Western influence, but also local experience, local history, local culture as well. So I know you mentioned, uh, in addition to social historical context, also this uh, different writers and also different uh, literary production. Any other things you would like to add, especially for the literary production in contemporary Taiwan? Yeah, uh, since the early 80s, uh, a few social reform movements had uh, emerged in Taiwan. And you could feel there was a very strong energy in society. Uh, people were active and eager for the new thing. So uh, during that time, uh, international trend and thought had also introduced into the island and which challenged his dominant culture as well as uh, the political authority. So some writer began to tackle upon the uh, controversy issue. And especially after the lifting of martial law in 19. 87, the ban on newspaper and magazine was also lifted. There were more uh, channels for literary production than before. The once forbidden subject, uh, such as political issue, uh, ethnic conflict, identity crisis, and Taiwan's history, that could not be discussed before were no longer taboo. Uh, moreover, during the period of martial law, the ban on people uh, not being able to travel abroad was also lifted. Uh, 
Taiwanese people can uh, travel freely as they like. So um, they could contact and learn more from the world. The communication between our Taiwanese and international community had gradually become a daily practice. Therefore, all kinds of uh, subversive, experimental voice and genre of literature developed dramatically. And writers didn't have to worry about uh, there would be no room for publication due to certain topics, nor to fear uh, that they might go to jail by writing some particular theme. So I think this kind of diverse subject uh, with experimental uh, style had continued into uh, the 21st century. I think that is the basic that we, we could understand this book and um, the contemporary Taiwanese literature. Thanks. Yeah, and then what a dramatic transition, especially after the lifting of the martial uh, law and then thinking about the political transition that you mentioned, but also how that uh, transition shaped the mobility movement of the Taiwanese people, Taiwanese writers, but also the exchange, communication, and connection between Taiwan and the world as well, and how that uh, uh, leads to the different experimental uh uh, attempts for different genres, uh, approaching to different issues previously banned or considered as tabooed, so on and so forth. So uh, now we have some understanding about the social historical context, but also the cultural production dimension. So with that, I would like to move on to the book itself. Specifically, there are five different parts of this book. And so uh, now we will be uh, dive into each part uh, particularly. So first of, all, first of all, the first part is the reconstruction of history and politics. Can you tell us a little bit about this uh, part and also the different chapter included here. Yeah, sure. Uh, with the outline of the book uh, and the theme were roughly formed, I asked myself, uh, for foreign readers, if they want to understand uh, contemporary Taiwanese literature, what kind of knowledge base do they need to know? I think that uh, political and social background after the lifting of martial law should be indispensable. So that's why we set up the first part of this book on the dimension of history and politics. Then I immediately realized that uh, I had to introduce Lai Xiangyin's collection of uh, short story, the translator Fan Yizhe. Well, because today uh, Taiwan is often hailed as one of the most successful transition uh, from authoritarianism to democracy. But uh, not many foreigners know the process of transformation is actually very difficult. Progressive force and uh, conservative force are constantly fighting. And this situation is still entangled in Taiwan society. Lai Xiangyin's translator is the best political fiction in my view, uh, which describes the development of Taiwan's reform movement in the past 30 years in a very systematic way. It is a process of up and down, hope and loss, and recovery after defeat. 
So I think this book, um, this novel, can not only provide a background for foreigners to read other writers in the book, but also help them uh, understand the recent news or report about many uh, controversial country victory discourse in Taiwan. And of course, there are many uh, Taiwanese writers interested in the historical and political issue. Uh, each writer has his or her own focus and style. Uh, unfortunately, we could not introduce everyone. Uh, but in this but in the book, in this book, um, we uh, include two uh, Writer uh, Li Ang, discussed by Professor Yan Na Wu, and Gan Yaoming, uh, discussed by Professor uh, Brent Scruff. Uh, you can see uh, this writer, uh, they all dress upon the political and social condition in Taiwan uh, between uh, 1945 and 1960, but uh, they have different interests and literary technique. Uh, by um, these two articles, uh, you can see the difference. So I think that it, it that is a very um, detailed um, introduce on the dimension of political and history in Taiwan, but also with a very good uh, literary analysis. Thank you. All right, and then especially thinking about, as you mentioned, the different a transitional moment in the Taiwan history, 1945, uh, and also uh, during the uh, martial law period, and also after the martial law period, and all the way now uh, with different uh, social activism and the political transition of the island state. So uh, with that, how does that shape and also uh, influence the different experiments about genres, forms, and ideas. So this is actually the focus of uh, part two. This is about the uh, different uh, uh, articulation in terms of literary dimension. So can you tell us a little bit more about part two and especially the different chapters included here? Yeah, uh, just like the three writers uh, I just talked about in the part one, uh, they are all writers who uh, care literary form in addition to uh, grand narrative. I think this kind of artist, artistic innovation and emphasis on uh, aesthetic value have been uh, deeply rooted in the belief of Taiwanese writers since the modernist literature emerged in the 60s. And speaking of the most representative writer of Taiwanese modernism, Wang Wenxing is certainly one of them. And he is probably the oldest, the oldest writer in our book. Uh, some writer, uh, some reader might wonder, isn't our book about uh, literature in the 21st century? Why does Wang Wenxing appear in this book? What is he doing here? Well, I think that this is actually a myth. Some established writers are still creating and challenging themselves year and after year and years. Uh, Wang Wenxing had new novel published in the 21st century. Uh, so does 
Xia Yu, the famous poet, um, postmodernist poet. Their work had already become tradition of Taiwanese literature, inspiring uh, the young generation of writers. But at the same time, this tradition are cons constantly evolving, developing a new language and style to communicate with the social and cultural situation of the new age. So I think that is the we want to demonstrate uh, the Taiwanese literature uh, already have his literary tradition that is uh, lasting from um, the 20th century uh, to reach to uh, 21st century. So it's not only uh, the literature of the young generation, but with include old generation. Uh, Jia Rong, do you want to um, uh, uh, add uh, sure. to other parts? Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, sure. Uh, uh, I would be happy to introduce the other two contributions on, on this part of uh, uh, genre's forms and ideas. Um, uh, I think the same logic applies to uh, 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 Michel uh, Ye's chapter on Xiaoyu. Uh, as we know, Xiaoyu uh, uses different themes, languages, and even book design to prevent um, uh, uh, modern poetry in Chinese. Uh, it's definitely a unique uh, a way uh, 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 for us to look into uh, modern Chinese poetry uh, in our time. Uh, as we know, uh, the literary production in post-war Taiwan uh, is dominated by uh, historically and socio-politically driven discourses. Uh, Xiaoyu's poetics is very different. Uh, it is uh, both, uh, boldly crafted to unpack personal experience and affect uh, of a cosmopolitan woman poet. Um, it is why Professor Michel Ye labels Xiaoyu as a poet's poet uh, that amazes and confronts her readers uh, through a, a series of language games in response to the dynamics of a signifier uh, slash signified translation slash mistranslation, uh, visual slash sensual, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, for example, Xiaoyu not only presents her creative poetry and designs, uh, but also concludes her mostly uh, self-published books with interviews and postscripts. Uh, under this circumstance, Xiaoyu recreates a profound space uh, to directly engage with her readers uh, and guide them towards modern Chinese poetics uh, 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 in our time. Um, so Xiaoyu's poetry functions as counterpoint to most of the literary works discussed in our edited volume. And following uh, Michel Ye's uh, uh, chapter, we have uh, 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 Wen Li's exciting chapter on Yi Ge Yan Zhen. Uh, uh, Yi Yan is from uh, a young generation, a younger generation of Taiwanese writers. Um, and, and, and in Wen Li's chapter, uh, he focuses on uh, Yi Ge Yan's two major novels, Shi uh, Meng Ren, uh, Dream Devourer, uh, and Lin Li Dian, Ground Zero. Uh, it is actually very difficult uh, to categorize Yi Ge Yan's sci-fi writing. On the one hand, uh, Yi Ge Yan showcases a forward-looking, uh, futuristic vision of science fiction. On the other, uh, Yi Ge Yan creates a political allegory of postmodern Taiwan. It is a reason why uh, Wen Qi Li uh, adopts two thought experiments, uh, uh, Schrodinger's cat and Laplace's 
demon. Uh, Lee uses these two experiments to analyze and reinterpret the social political complexity of uh, Igo Yen's sci-fi writing. Uh, it is important for us to know that uh, 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 Wen Qi Li argues uh, 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 that uh, it is a new attempt uh, in Taiwan's post-native soil writing, or Hou Xiangtu, uh, take Igo Yen's dream devourer, for example, uh, according to Lee, uh, this novel takes a political spin that speaks to the post-colonial context of Taiwan and further extends its reach on a global scale. Uh, to us readers, uh, it is a smart move uh, to redefine Taiwan through Yin science fiction. So that's why we conclude uh, uh, the section with uh, uh, the chapter by uh, 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 Wen Qi Li. Thank you. Mm, and especially the different dimension and different experiments about genres and forms. And as you mentioned, the three different uh, examples as uh, the chapters uh, and authors analyzes the modern and postmodernist aesthetics, the poetic articulation, but also sci-fi and also the different uh, uh uh, connection or different uh, examination of the so-called uh, Shantu literature or Hou Shantu uh, articulation. So with this different uh, forms, different genre experiment, now we want to move on to specific topics. And this is, I believe, the uh, part uh, three about the gender and sexual issue in Taiwan. So can you tell us a little bit more about this part three and the different chapters included here? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah. Uh, now, when it comes to Taiwan, uh, the progress we are most proud of is our achievement in uh, gender equality. Uh, we start fighting for women's rights in the 80 and in the 90 we discussed the intersection of gender and other power uh, power relations such as race and sexual orientation in the 21st century we have paid more attention to the lgbtq communities uh, the long-term effort on uh, Minorities' right have resulted in our uh, election of the first female president in 2016 and became the first country in Asia to legalize the same-sex marriage in 2019. But uh, behind this achievement uh, is actually the lasting voice of many uh, feminists, including uh, women writer and queer writer who had often accused of being immoral or corrupt. And they are still uh, looked down upon by some conservative to this day. And so we could see uh, low struggle through uh, their literature. Uh, that's, that is what we had uh, an entire uh, section of past three to talk about. Um, 
gender and sexuality. So uh, writers like uh, Li Ang and Nigalali Ao have been critical to the gender politics in Taiwan society or uh, Chinese patriarchy in general. Of course, Li Ang uh, probably is the most known uh, feminist Taiwanese writer, but uh, since we already talked about her uh, in part one, uh, we do not we do not uh, discuss her in uh, part three because uh, some of her themes have been picked up by uh, younger generation, and they even uh, go further, uh, such as uh, like queer writer like uh, Chen Xue and Zhang Yixun. They both challenge uh, the heterosexual norm and try to open more space for uh, the sexual representation. Like Professor Rojas traced uh, Chen Xue's literary career uh, from the early day to um, 2019 in response to the writer's personal experience to the social reality regarding homosexuality on the island. The symbolic trope of missing father in Chen Xue's novel, uh, according to Professor Roha, uh, provide a queer alternative uh, for writer in Taiwan before same-sex marriage was passed. And thank you. All right. And then thinking about the, uh, especially you mentioned the context, the gender equality, and also this uh, minority rights, the different activism, and also different uh, uh, changes and transition in Taiwan. And as you mentioned, we can see this reflected in literary production as well. So uh, with that, and uh, we have the specific issue about gender and sexuality. Next, we have uh, another highlighted issue that is about ethnicities and races. So this, I believe, is part four. And can you tell us a little bit about the chapters included in this part? I think I say something about this part. Um, um, well, it's definitely a grand topic uh, 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 included in our edited volume. And actually, the fourth part uh, closely examines the issues of ethnicity and races in Taiwan. It's simply impossible to leave out uh, the part in any uh, anthology on Taiwan literature because it is a topic uh, that connects to the other sections of the book. Uh, when we talk about social and political realities in Taiwan and beyond, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 these issues uh, must be included as the Han Chinese language and culture uh, no longer fully cover the main concerns of uh, contemporary Taiwanese writers. We need to take into account multiple ethnic and racial groups, uh, including indigenous people, uh, Hoklo, uh, Hakka, uh, mainlanders and even the new immigrants from overseas, uh, more and more Taiwanese writers have helped broaden uh, the ethnoscape of literary Taiwan. Uh, this part includes four chapters uh, handling different ethnic and racial problems represented in contemporary Taiwan. Uh, in my own chapter, I shift the focus from the main island of Taiwan to Orchid Island, Lanyu, and the Pacific Ocean in Tao writer Shaman Lamboan's oceanic discourse. Uh, Shaman's oceanic writing challenges the Han Chinese-dominated 
continental ideology uh, and provides an interesting twist from Taiwan's land-based uh, or mountain-based indigenous literature. My chapter analyzes two recent novels by Xiaoman, uh, Da Hai Fu Meng, uh, Floating Dreams in the Ocean, and Da Hai Zhiyan, uh, Mata Nu Wawa, uh, uh, in relation to a unique ocean-centered narrative in Taiwan literature. In this sense, uh, Xiaoman's writing helps reposition Taiwan as part of the global indigenous network. It's, uh, uh, certainly, it's just not about Taiwan. Okay? It's more like uh, Taiwan's uh, uh, attempt to reach out to the world. Uh, then uh, in the next chapter, uh, we have a chapter contributed uh, by French scholar Grenelle Gaffric. Uh, in the chapter, uh, uh, Gaffric highlights uh, the figuration of migrants across the globe uh, in his analysis of Wu Mingyi's fiction and process. Uh, according to Garfrick, uh, Wu Mingyi's writing uh, is not limited to specific ge uh, geographical locations and time settings. Uh, it actually offers a profound account of species, uh, humans and non-humans alike, uh, histories, ethnicities, and nationalities. Uh, while talking about the impact of the Second World War, uh, this chapter considers the whole picture of the environment, uh, which includes smaller sectors or spaces uh, and accommodates uh, all living beings and uh, non-living existence. In doing so, uh, the author underscores the importance of co-existence uh, uh, embedded uh, in Wu Mingyi's works. Uh, next, uh, we have another chapter by uh, Ming Xu Zhan, who adopts uh, Liu Qing's theory to explore both the anti-Japan and becoming Japanese discourses uh, observed in Li Yongping's literary works. Zhang's argument helps readers understand uh, how Li Yongping's works demonstrate uh, these two opposing sentiments, uh, 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 anti-Japanese or, or becoming Japanese. Uh, according to Zhang, uh, Li Yongping's works showcase a growing interest in Japanese cultural practices, uh, such as samurai uh, food and animation. Uh, Zhang's analysis complicates uh, this position as an immigrant writer from Southeast Asia, uh, but now in response to uh, identify uh, politics and ethnic entanglements, uh, his writing pushes forward uh, a post-colonial reading uh, or arguably a post-loyalist reading of literary Taiwan uh, beyond ch uh, Chinese nationalism and anti-Japanese. Um, this part uh, concludes with Nicholas Wong's chapter on Huang Chongkai, Wen Yi Chunqiu, the content of the times, and Xinbaodao, the Formosa Exchange. Uh, this chapter looks into the complex narratives on virtual reality and the population exchange in relation to Taiwan, Cuba, our Earth, Mars, and the US-China relations. Wang argues that Huang Zhongkai's uh, metafictional writing uh, not only chronicles Taiwan's past, uh, uh, take the White Terror period, for example, um, but also imagines uh, its future by creating multiple links or pathways uh, that connect Taiwan to a wider world in the 21st century. Uh, overall, these chapters reflect uh, Taiwanese writers' growing interest in cultural diversity 
and the plurality ex are experienced by the islanders uh, and in a stronger desire to reposition Taiwan in the world. Thank you. Yes, especially you mentioned that the different um, uh, ethnic communities and also the different experience in terms of uh, the history, culture, different uh, links, different pathway that they make, and especially also, as you mentioned, the indigenous community and also the migrants in Taiwan as well. So with this uh, topic that's ethnicity and races introduced, and now we want to... Uh, position Taiwan, as you mentioned, in this global uh, landscape. And this is the topic for the last part, that's part five, especially thinking about Taiwan literature in the age of globalization, thinking about the interregional networks of this literary production. Can you tell us a little bit more about this part? Um, sure. Um... Uh, actually, Professor Fan and I uh, ag agree that uh, the profound process of world in Taiwan uh, can be further elaborated uh, in the last part of the book. Uh, the last part uh, aims to further el uh, elaborate uh, this profound process of Taiwan literature in the age uh, of globalization. On the topic, uh, Paying Ling um, brings into focus the summer trilogy uh, by uh, Kevin Chen, Chen Sihong, a Berlin-based Taiwanese writer. Uh, Ling provides a close reading of Kevin Chen's uh, novels, uh, including Gui uh, Fang Ghost Town, uh, Florida Bian Xingji, uh, Florida Metamorphosis, uh, and Lo Shang the Haoren, The Good People Upstairs, uh, with respect to the ghostly theme of escape and return. According to Ping Ling, uh, the subject's homeland uh, makes a sharp contrast uh, to the foreign land uh, uh, in Kevinson's writing. In this way, Kevinson's fiction creates a strong sense of transnationality uh, that enriches and challenges Taiwan's post-nativist literature. In the following, uh, we have a chapter by uh, Ermi Schweger. Uh, uh, Schweger. Uh, uh, she contributes an exciting chapter that uh, offers a cross-cultural uh, and transnational uh, analysis of a green island, uh, a novel by Taiwanese-American writer Shauna Yang Ryan, Yang Xiaona. Uh, although Green Island is an English-language novel, uh, it focuses on Taiwan's history and the social-political realities from the February 28th incident in 1947 onward. Uh, this chapter uh, cleverly accounts for such topics as forced amnesia, uh, the counter-narrative agenda, and the witness-slash-victim agency uh, in Ryan's novel. By unpacking the historical trauma and transgenerational and trans-Pacific concerns of modern Taiwan, uh, this novel can be a thought-provoking entry uh, into the domain, uh, a domain of literary Taiwan. The last chapter uh, by Sophia Huilingchen uh, is dedicated to Li Kotomi Li Qingfeng, uh, a Taiwanese-born Japanese writer. Uh, this chapter revolves around the, the Kotomi's uh, countdown to five seconds of Crescent Moon. Uh, Chen uses the theory of cosmopolitanism to investigate uh, the parallel between a female-slash-lesbian Taiwanese immigrant in Japan and a female-slash-straight uh, Japanese immigrant in Taiwan. 
through a close examination of the comparison between these two female characters, uh, this chapter rethinks the two-way communication between Taiwan and Japan in the literary world. I have to confess that uh, the addition of the last two writers, Shana Yang Ryan and the Kotomi, may be problematic in the eyes of some critics. Uh, still, Professor Fun and I would like to encourage our fellow scholars to explore the potentiality of literary Taiwan in a cross-cultural and uh, multilingual sense. Uh, 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 in this way, uh, we can better enhance uh, the visibility of Taiwan in the age uh, of globalization. Thank you. All right, and especially uh, thinking about Taiwan and the world. And as you mentioned, that to continue to think about what is Taiwan literature. And as you mentioned, especially with the uh, cases the uh, um, the author discussed in the last part, thinking about the different language and different location, if you will, and also different position of articulation that make uh, literary writing. And here we have the cases from Berlin, from the uh, United States, and from Japan as well. So keep uh, pushing or keep uh, uh, try to uh, approach the uh, definition and paradigm of Taiwan literature uh, in a different way. And here we have in the age of globalization. So uh, now uh, we introduce all five parts of the book, and we would like to hear from you, our uh, editors, and specifically about something that you would like to share with us. Is there any materials that didn't get to be included in the book, or uh, what are the most unexpected materials or the most uh, memorable moments in the process of editing and making this book? Uh, well, thanks for your question. I think I will start. <laughs> uh, while Professor Fan and I were discussing the potential structure and design of the edited volume, we also considered uh, including writers like uh, Dongshan Zhangliang, Akira uh, Higashiyama, mm. uh, Luo Yijing, Hong Hong, and even Taiwanese-American writer Ed Lin. Uh, we understand that some critics may exclude uh, certain writers already in the volume and the names I just mentioned. Um, but we simply want to initiate um, a further discussion of Taiwan literature in the 21st century and along the journey to the book publication. Uh, two contributors were unable to complete their works uh, due to personal and family issues. Uh, very unfortunate, but it's beyond our control. Um, it is the reason that we settled uh, with 16 chapters only. Uh, I just want to take the opportunity to express my appreciation of all the contributors and especially my co-editor, Professor Fun. Uh, please keep in mind that uh, this critical reader is far from a comprehensive anthology of Taiwan literature in the 21st century. Uh, we have tried our best uh, to get contributions on both um, established and young Taiwanese writers in the anthology. Uh, it is, of course, just the beginning. Uh, we will welcome productive dialogues and uh, discussions uh, to enrich uh, and diversify the scholarship uh, of Taiwan literary studies. Thank you. Yeah, personally, I'm, I would like to include more poets like... Um, mm. Um, professor will talk about Hong Hong, and personally, I want to include also like uh, Xiang Yang 
uh, he's also a very good poet. And also uh, many uh, outstanding novelists uh, we could not include in this astrology, uh, such as uh, Ping Lu and uh, Luo uh, Yijun, uh, professor who have just mentioned, and also like um, Zhong Wenyin and uh, Tong Weige. Uh, but we could not find a scholar who are uh, interested uh, to discuss those writers. So I think, well, maybe some other time, maybe there will be a next anthology on uh, 21st century Taiwanese literature. Uh, maybe some scholar will start to initiate this, this kind of project. We will come to join us. The series two. <laughs> yes, looking forward to that. And then uh, especially agree with both of you that uh, this, uh, of course, is impossible to include everyone, I mean, every writers and every books. But uh, as uh, you guys mentioned, this is definitely a great a start point to um, deepen the conversation and uh, exploration, but also research about Taiwan literature in the different aspect and different topics, and also the different uh, historical moment and now the age of globalization that is highlighted in this edited volume. So uh, with that, uh, we would like to move on to actually the last question of today's show. That is, uh, we would like to know that what you are working on right now and uh, uh, what uh, would you be your next project or anything you would like to share with us before we wrap up. I mean, you know, we already talked about the possible anthology number two. And uh, but in addition to that, uh, any other uh, project or any other uh, uh, um, works that you are uh, taking right now? Uh, Professor Fan, do you want to go first? Yeah, I I want to pick up uh, the last question uh, about the behind the scene. Uh, what kind of unexpected uh, encounter uh, after the publish of the book? Well, personally, I have published five books in Chinese and edit and co-edit many books, Chinese and English as well. But I never had book promotion. Um, this time for this English collection of Taiwanese literature study, I participate in an online book launch and the podcast interview today. I think it is a very new and fun experience I never had before. So I think that is the behind the scene that a good experience I have. But um, the book I was have uh, personally uh, for next book, it will be a book uh, that I have been working on uh, for a few years. Um, in the past few years, I have been uh, constructing a narrative theory on space. Uh, this book would aim to expose the function of different uh, spatial forms in fiction. Uh, and I use Taiwanese literature uh, to develop a literary theory. Um, and the, the book uh, was finished and currently in the editing stage. And, uh, it's, and 
is expected to be published uh, next summer. So uh, please give me your advice then. Thank you. All right. So thank you, Professor Fan, and especially about, uh, you know, thinking about this, as you mentioned earlier, this uh, book promotion activities. And we are just so glad that you and Ajalan agreed to be on the show today. And we look forward to your uh, publication more and more. And uh, Jalon, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now or what kind of uh, next project you have in mind? Um, sure. I just want uh, I just want to say uh, first. I want to say I, I could not agree more uh, with uh, what Professor Fan just mentioned. Uh, 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 our journey to the publication of the anthology uh, is it, not unlike a roller coaster ride. Uh, it was a little bit daunting in the very beginning, especially uh, from my personal uh, perspective. Um, but uh, I'm happy that I had had the opportunity uh, to work together with Professor Fan. Uh, we Deal, uh, uh, deal with uh, uh, various issues, um, but we are excited that uh, the final outcome uh, uh, is positive. Um, then, and, and, and it's also exciting for us to uh, participate in the book launch earlier and in today's uh, uh, book interview. Um, uh, as for my uh, current projects, um, I'm actually co-editing a new anthology uh, focusing on the sudden discourse uh, in Thai, uh, in Sinophone literature. Uh, my co-editors are Min Shui Zhan uh, from National Zhongxin University, uh, Alison Grappi uh, from the University of Oregon, and Yan Na Wu from the University of California, Riverside. Uh, it is an anthology of research that uh, spotlights the evolving sudden discourse uh, in the global network. And uh, this anthology is inspired uh, uh, by the special issue Global South in Sinophone Literature, uh, which was published by uh, San Ye Sen uh, Journal of Humanities, uh, Zhongshan Renmin Xue Bao, uh, in 2021. Uh, based on the current design, this volume stretches uh, the essential topic on the Global South and explores uh, the Southern discourse in a broad sense. Uh, together with my co-editors, I wish to further explore uh, the Southern Discourse uh, that uh, speaks to the literary production of the South within and beyond mainland China. Uh, to be more specific, uh, the field includes uh, Sinophone literature produced in the Southern regions, uh, including Southeast Asia, Hong Kong, Macau, and of course Taiwan, uh, and the South Pacific. Uh, we are still at an uh, early stage of preparation and will speed up with the collection of chapter submissions uh, near the end of the year. Uh, and in addition to this group project, I am working on several side projects in literature, uh, film, and video gaming. Uh, I think that concludes <laughs> uh, my answer here. Thank you. All right. So all sounds great project. Uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, uh, Jialong and also Dr. Uh, Fan as well. So uh, now uh, I want to thank you, both of you, for being on the show today. I really enjoy our conversation and learning so much more about the book and Taiwan literature as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for your invitation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I also want to thank you, our audience, for listening to the last, staying with us till the last. And I hope everyone is taking good care, staying safe, and I will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye.